Welcome to the Caitlin Hansen Show. Today we are talking about crypto. Crypto has emerged in recent years as one of the greatest technologies of our time and probably one that has the most promise for the future. And today in our little crypto for dummies sesh, I'm talking to Matt Moss when you're from Pellian, a general partner there. And I'm excited to have you here because we're going to break this down for those people that are thinking cryptocurrency, NFTs, what are we talking about? How do I get involved? I have no idea. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, this is going to be really awesome. So maybe we do start by diving in with a little glossary of terms. You know, okay. we've got both the currencies, the platforms, the ledgers, everything. So why don't you give us a little runaround of what we're looking at? Well, the uh, cryptocurrency is uh, is simply an electronic currency and, and uh, they're represented in a number of uh, platforms. There's... Uh, there's Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin that you've all heard about, and there are probably 25 or 30 others as well. And they're, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, uh, a, uh, a currency is both a holder of value and a means of exchange. And uh, currently in most places, cryptocurrencies are investments or holders of value. Um, but eventually they will be in a lot of places means of exchange and you'll use them just like you would use any other, any other money. Um, in certain case, in certain areas now they're being used as means of exchange. So where you have a really volatile local currency, um, South America, Venezuela, in, uh, some of the countries in Africa, um, a cryptocurrency would actually be less volatile than the local currency, and so they like to use them as means of exchange. And that'll happen more and more, as both as the volatility of the currencies dies down and, and also uh, in any place where there's volatility in the local currency. So let's sidebar with that for a second. What is the application in our daily lives, right? So it's a means for exchange. How can we actually use that here? There's obviously places that accept Bitcoin or, mm -hmm. you know, are we paying our bills with this? Do we change it to cash? How do you see it used most commonly? Well, right now, in especially in the U.S., it's converted to cash when people want to want to use it uh, a lot. There are some places that accept Bitcoin or Ethereum or Doge or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but but mostly, I think people would choose not to do that simply because of the volatility of the currency. So, mm -hmm. if you were to buy a car with Bitcoin right now in the U.S. You know, did I just pay seventy-five grand, or fifty grand, or one hundred and thirty grand? Well, it depends on the day, right? <laughs> right? And so, uh, you probably wouldn't do that now, but eventually you will, I think. Uh, and like I said, in countries where you currently have high volatility, you're actually safer using a cryptocurrency than you are in the local currency. So is that one of the reasons that you think cryptocurrency has emerged? Is this online security of that currency? Or why is this even here to start with? So part of the reason it's here to start with is uh, almost a protest, right? Because one of the things about cryptocurrencies is that they're not uh, controlled by a government. In mm. fact, they're not really controlled by anybody. And, uh, and so where you have a government that actually controls the supply of money, uh, the supply of, take for example, Bitcoin, is a math problem. 
you could calculate how much Bitcoin will be in in uh, in the world in 2024 right now if you had you know if you wanted to sit and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the manipulation of currency doesn't really happen with a cryptocurrency, and and then there's kind of a trust issue as well. So people who maybe mistrust the government would uh, would be interested in using a cryptocurrency where there isn't that that kind of a problem. Right. Okay, so let's cycle back to our glossary. You skimmed over Ethereum. Sure. This is both a currency and a platform at which you can buy and sell. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, in Ethereum, I mean, the other the other thing that comes into play there is is just blockchain mm-hmm. right, generally, which is, and uh, we should touch on that as yes. well, which is a technology that underlies all these cryptocurrencies. So blockchain is a distributed ledger that has characteristics that make it highly secure and and you know you think you'd you'd have to be that to to host a currency Mm -hmm. uh immutable meaning unchangeable right so you really can't change anything in a blockchain um and uh and so that that underlying technology is critical to cryptocurrencies so you think of you know if for example uh you were you were using a dollar and trying to transfer it from me to you using a normal, like, like just using a computer to do it. The way that you, I transfer something to you without a blockchain is, so let's say it's a picture. What happens is you get a copy of the picture, but I retain the original picture, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't do that with a currency, right? I can't, I can't retain the dollar I gave you. Mm -hmm. So, this uh, blockchain is a way of being able to transfer it to you where you now have it and I don't. And there's a record of it. And there's a record of it. So let's simplify this maybe for someone listening. There's obviously a ton of examples, but Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency yes. that you can transfer on a blockchain yes. and purchase anything but an NFT maybe is an one An NFT, thing. for example. What is an <laughs> NFT? <laughs> NFT is a non-fungible token, which uh, is simply a representation of a physical thing. Uh, uh, and we've so seen art, video games, music, art, or all things games, that are music, considered NFTs. All kinds of things. Are, and, and so it's a way of stamping that thing as unique. So I think of it as not that different from uh, an autograph, for example, uh, where you now have something that you know is unique compared to other things and so it's valuable or uh, a work of art that is you know uh, signed by its original author or by its original artist um, you have a way of determining that that thing is unique and uh, what an NFT is is it's a mechanism for taking a thing be it a work of art or uh, a song or anything really and stamping it as unique. And that tends to give a value to the thing, presuming that the thing itself, the underlying thing, has some value. The fact that it's now unique makes it more valuable. This brings up a question we were talking about before we came on camera here as to what is art, right? Because some of these things are blowing up, and it's like, why is this selling for so much money, so much cryptocurrency? and I actually, I'm going to call on you, Uncle Matt, to share a little story <laughs> about this because what is art? We don't know. Well, I was telling you, I, I, uh, I was a, uh, an English undergrad 
and I was taking a poetry writing class. And in the class, while I was taking that class, I was driving my three-year-old nephew around, and uh, there was a bee on the window of my car. And my nephew said, Uncle Matt, um, bees aren't toys, and they're not made of glass. They're made of black and yellow stripes. And so I, I took that, and I turned it into a poem. Uh, bees are not toys. They are not made of glass, but of black and yellow stripes. That was the poem. And took it to the class to see what they would think. And mm-hmm. I, to be honest, I was kind of joking around. I was kind of seeing you know, what, what people would say. But they loved it. They loved it. They thought it was a great poem. And uh, I, I remember one person commenting, black, yellow, black, yellow, beauty, danger, beauty. <laughs> so it meant what it meant to them, mm-hmm. right? And uh, sometimes art is like that, where uh, you can, somebody can like something that I don't, and that's fine. You know, I, I wouldn't put a Picasso in my house. I would put a Jackson Pollock. Right. Right. So uh, just because that's not my vibe. And so uh, art is whatever art is. And right now in this world, art is being transferred in the form of NFTs. Yes. I'm curious. I've read some articles about how there's there are artists that are not, you know, involved in this world of crypto and yet finding out later, oh, my gosh, some of my work is actually becoming NFTs without my knowledge. Is there a dark side to NFTs or cryptocurrency that you'd be willing to share some thoughts on? Well, sure. Uh, you know, I, I think... Um Originally, with cryptocurrencies, uh, there there certainly was a period of time when uh, transactions were occurring on the dark web using cryptocurrencies, and that that sort of gave crypto a bad name for a while. Mm. Which uh, I think we're well past. I mean, let me just assure any listener that you know there's nothing creepy about cryptocurrencies anymore. <laughs> um, but there certainly was, and it would and it would be a way. To transact something, you know, something nefarious, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, so that's that is a thing. Uh, there is, a, of course, as there is in any other world, there is the possibility of stealing someone else's work and and profiting from that. Um, nobody likes that. That's not the way it should go, but it does happen. Okay. All right. There we go. So I want to talk a little bit about. Anyone that's having crypto FOMO, as we've heard, you know, this is obviously a trend and people are making all this money and I want to get in on it and mm-hmm. invest. What do you have to say to those people? Like, what do we need to know before we invest? How much information should we have or do you feel it is safe to have before you start putting your money into this? Well, I don't, I don't want to be the world's investment advisor. Right. But, but, <laughs> but there are a few. Today you are, are on yeah, this stage. Here I am. <laughs> there are a few principles that, that would come into play. The first is, you know, buy low, sell high, which mm-hmm. is a, which, which is a, a critical principle in any investing. And, and certainly there are certain cryptocurrencies where you almost certainly wouldn't be buying low. Uh, you might be buying mid for all I know, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't be buying low. And so that would, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, things like that have had, the, had some significant runs. And so certainly some of the advantage of those is lost. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't invest in those now. I, I put a little money in, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, not even three months ago. And I'm up 20%, you know, on that. So yeah, <laughs> so it's not too bad. Congratulations. Uh, so, so it, it's not that you've missed, 
but you're a little late on the main ones. But mm-hmm. there are new and interesting cryptocurrencies other than the ones that we hear about all the time that are early in their life cycle, and you could invest in those if you wanted to get involved. As we wrap up here, do you have any predictions as far as how NFTs and cryptocurrency will evolve as we go forward into the future? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of things that'll need to happen. There's a there's an interesting case recently where uh, the band Kings of Leon came out with uh, uh, an album called NFT Yourself, which they sold online uh, via an NFT. And then when it was kind of came time to distribute, uh, they didn't have a mechanism for distributing NFTs uh, in a playable form, and so they literally had to send people MP4s, which are easily cop- copyable and sort of defeat the purpose in mm-hmm. some ways. And so I do think there's an opening for the sort of Instagram or uh, Apple Music of NFTs. So you think uh, similarly, if you buy a piece of art, that is an NFT, how do I now display it? I mean, I want to show, if I did that in my home, I'd want it up in my home. Yeah. So um, there's an opening there for somebody to come along and do something like that, which I think we'll see um, fairly soon. And other than that, I I don't see any reason for this not to continue to be valuable. Um, You know, autographs are valuable. Baseball cards are valuable. Uh, You know, when you, when you buy a Honus Wagner based ball card, that you, you know, you that's the alternative would be to uh, trot out the rotting corpse of Honus Wagner, which is probably not a great idea. So you own the baseball card. Uh, so similarly, you have this thing that you can own uniquely, and I don't see any reason why that would slow down. Awesome. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And. Your advice will just take at the end of the day is buy low, sell high, right? We that just would, all want to make good, money. That would be good advice. I would I would offer that to anyone. And anyone that's looking for more resources on this, as you know, we've gotten some help with Pelion yes. here at Silicon Slopes and revamped the crypto chapter for Silicon Slopes. So if anyone watching wants any more information, you can actually go to siliconslopes.com forward slash crypto to join the community and join our chapter page. So Matt, thank you for joining us today on this episode of Crypto for Dummies. And (laughs) hopefully everyone knows a little bit more than they started off with. So thanks again for joining me today on the Caitlin Hansen Show, and we'll see you next time.